It was a privilege when I was asked to speak for Mother's Day um, this year. Um, as Pat and I begin to move toward retirement in the near future. Considering this today, the message you're going to hear today is not going to be your typical message that you're accustomed to. Um, I've been encouraged to share God's goodness and faithfulness and loving kindness to me. Um, in my personal life and throughout the years that I've grown up here at Moraine Valley Church, which is close to 69. <laughs> and so, um, anyway, this is going to be my testimony, my story, God's story that he gave me personally. So I'd like to pray if I could. Father God, I just want to thank you that we as a body of believers here at Moraine Valley Church can enter into your presence with thanksgiving and praise for your faithfulness and your goodness and your loving kindness in each one of our lives and in this church. And Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just be upon me today as I share the story that you had for me today with my fellow believers in Christ here at Moraine. So I commit this time to you, and we ask that you would superintend each moment. In your precious son's name, amen. So I'd like to start by asking you to turn to Psalm 40, 10, and 11. And I'll give you a second to do that. Are we ready? Okay, I'm going to read it. And you can read along with me in your Bibles. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. You, O oh Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. You, my beloved MVC family, are my great congregation here before me. And if you notice in verse 10, it indicates that God's faithfulness and loving kindness in the past should not be hidden. I'm going to read that again. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth. And then in verse 11, it speaks of the confidence that, we, that comes from experiencing God's faithfulness, experiencing his loving kindness in the past, and that God will continue to um, pour out his blessings in the future. But it says, you, O Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. We also see in scripture in the Old Testament that God's people made pillars of stone and memorials 
so they would not forget what God had done as they moved forward toward into the promised land. They used these memorials to remind them of his faithfulness, his goodness, his loving kindness, and all of his provisions throughout their journey. And he urged them to pass these stories down to future generations to come. The word remember means to bring to mind. It means to retain in your memory and commemorate. And so one of the examples I found in scripture that I just wanted to share as an example was in Joshua 4, when God brought Joshua and his people up to the Jordan River and God just dried up the Jordan River. He just moved it to the side in a big heap and they were able to cross, cross themselves and cross with the Ark of the Covenant. And when they got to the other side, they went back into the river and pulled out 12 stones. And these 12 stones represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, they made it as a pillar of stones at Gilgal on the eastern edge of Jericho. It was to remember that the Lord is all powerful. There is no other God that compares to his greatness. It was a reminder that they are to fear the Lord forever. It was a sign of God's glory, his presence, his strength, and his faithfulness, which would empower them as they took possession of the promised land in the days ahead. So today, I am going to be displaying some stones that are a remembrance to me of the evidence of God's goodness and faithfulness in my personal life and how he used Moraine Valley Church to grow me in my spiritual life and to make me the woman that I am today. The first stone is my faith walk, and that's going to be a little bit longer because this lady has lived a long life so far. <laughs> but it started, um, God's goodness started. It began when my grandparents immigrated for the, from the Netherlands in the 19, early 1900s. And John Meyer and Gertrude Rott met on the south side of Chicago. And, um, you know, they dated and then married. My grandmother was eventually saved, and then my grandfather followed suit. They became one of the families in the house church with like-minded believers who loved the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their mind. And this church family grew throughout the years and became Moraine Valley Church. They went from the house church to renting a vacant liquor store and then they merged with another church and they were called Beverly Emanuel Baptist Church on 87th and Justine. And from there, we moved out here and became Moraine Valley Church. My mother was one of nine children and in her early 20s, she became the secretary to the very first pastor of our church, Jay Walker Martin. And she also was a pianist. But um, she was single, she was still in her 20s, and it was during the Korean War, 
And so um, she and the other single women would write letters and send care packages to the soldiers, my father being one of them. He came back and he proposed to my mother and they were married. Um, and so I am the second of seven children, six girls, and my brother came at the very end. And I'm one of five generations who have served and are serving here at Moraine Valley Church. God's loving kindness to me is the Christian heritage that I have had. And almost 69 years later, being able to see my grandchildren begin to serve here at Moraine in the children's ministry and one of them on the tech team. So it has been such a blessing. And I was thinking about this this morning as I, this is just a side note. I was thinking about this this morning as I was going through the message and I thought, wow, this would make a good Hallmark movie, wouldn't it? Oh, if you asked me who were the key, significant, godly women in my life, I would say my grandmother and my mother. They both regularly studied God's word, they obeyed it, and they lived it out in a practical way in their daily lives. They both cared for their families well and they made their home a respite for their family, for their friends, and for strangers. To me, they represented the Proverbs 31 women. Having these two women as role models in my life is another significant expression of God's goodness and loving kindness to me. And it also ingrained in me the important influence that godly women have upon their children as they're raising them and upon other young women that they are blessed to um, engage with. As a very young girl, God began to draw me to himself. I was taught about God in my home and his word, but I was also, it wasn't only there, but it was from the primary teachers um, who joyfully and enthusiastically taught me Bible stories and Bible songs. We knew they loved the Lord, and we knew that they loved each one of us. Eleanor Johnson, she has passed away now, but she was a longtime member, and she spent her time here at Moraine working with the primary class. But she made every child, every child, feel special and valued. In our Pioneer Girls Club, which was for the school-age girls, and they had one for the boys as well, there was a meeting where a missionary shared her testimony and the story of how God led her to the mission field. And he was using her to minister to all of these people um, that she lived among. I can't even remember the country, and I've been trying to remember it, but it's neither here nor there. But he was using her to minister God's word to these people. And her personal testimony impacted me in such a way 
that at the age of eight, I responded to her invitation to place my faith in Christ alone. As I look back, that was the beginning of me owning my faith. My salvation will always, always be God's greatest, greatest expression of his loving kindness to me throughout my life. Moraine Valley transitioned to the Iwana program, and I'm glad we have it back. <laughs> A few years later, and I was challenged to learn how to regularly memorize scripture. So much of the scripture that I memorized has, has, steep, has still been deeply implanted in my life, in my heart, in my soul. And God still brings these truths to me when I face different situations in my life. The leader's love for God was so contagious. And they came through the, it came through the messages. Oh boy, I lost my place. <laughs> came through the messages and the songs and their joyful spirits. And as I look back, I realize how important it is for children to see the authentic joy of the Lord being lived out in their teachers and leaders. Two key scripture verses that have protected me and spared me from making a lot of unwise decisions throughout my life are Titus 2, 11 through 13, and Pete's going to put it up. And if you want, you can recite it with me, especially some of you that have been in Awana this year. <laughs> For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus. This verse has been with me from the time I first learned it. And even as I went through my teens and my adult years, and I started to veer off, or I started to... Um, maybe walk away a little bit. It was God's word and his spirit that called me back and said, remember who you are, Kim. Remember how you're supposed to live a godly life, a life for the Lord. And then the other verse was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And even then, this verse comes to me now as, as an adult, as an older individual. So many times in life, we're faced with decisions, we're faced with situations that we don't understand. And there's some things that we're never going to understand. But he calls us back to trust him calls us back to trust him, and then he leads us. As I continue to grow physically, I continue to grow spiritually. And I spent my teen years here at Moraine Valley involved in a large traveling singing group that was led by Pastor Clem Billhorn. And it was just such, such a neat time for all of us that were in high school and college age 
to be able to share our faith through song and visit different churches, go to different shopping centers, um, and, and even just minister to Moraine. But it, it was such a joy to, to do that. And I also began serving the Lord in various ministries within the church. I developed a deep love for God, for his word, for his people, and ministry. And um, the key part of my spiritual growth here were the teachers, the leaders, and the pastoral staff that impacted me. They were role models to me in the flesh of what a true disciple of Christ looked like. God's goodness and loving kindness to me was in using ordinary people who loved and served him to make an impact on my life. I believe that's why I love serving in the children's ministry so much. I love hosting the children's welcome desk and watching these little, little kids just come barreling in that door and that. And I love greeting them. And I love expressing God's love to them through joyful, a joyful, welcoming heart. I have wondered at times which one of these little ones or several of them are going to grow to be leaders and teachers and pastors and missionaries here at Moraine or even around the world. I've already have my eye on a few of them too. <laughs> but I wanted to stop and say here, I greatly appreciate all of you who have worked in the children and the youth ministries here at Moraine Valley. Some of you are young, some of you are old. But I just want to reinforce to you, you are making a difference in the lives of these children. You are making an impact. And I know there are some days when you feel like you're not, and it's like, what am I doing here? But I, I'm just here to reinforce, you're making a difference. And these kids will remember you. They will remember you. In 1976, I met Pat at Lake Geneva Youth Camp. We had both volunteered to be counselors for our high school group. And we hadn't run into each other at church. He had been attending our church for about a year. And we never ran into each other in the hallway or anywhere. So we, mutual friends introduced us there once we arrived at the retreat. And at that time, I was in a serious relationship with a non-believer. And God, his spirit and his word just heavily convicted me that I needed to break it off. And uh, this is another example of how God's word can speak to you and how God himself can speak to you. Um, God sovereignly brought Pat into my life to show me that he had somebody perfectly suited and chosen for me. And he had my best interest at heart. And I am just so grateful, so grateful that he did. When I returned home, I immediately broke off that other relationship. And Pat and I continued to date, and then we married in 1978 after Pat's second year at Moody Bible Institute. 
Besides Jesus, Pat is one of God's richest blessings to me that he provided out of his loving kindness. And God has used Pat to significantly challenge me to continue to grow in my faith, continue to grow spiritually, and to, to continue to grow as a woman in the way that God has gifted me. Through the years, he has loved and cherished me well. The years that followed could be summed up as God's supernatural transformation and sanctification in becoming like Jesus. Five years at Dallas Seminary taught us an Abrahamic walk of faith, trusting God without having everything figured out beforehand, not knowing where or what plans he had next for you. As we experienced walking by faith and not by sight, our God, Jehovah Jireh, provided all that we could ever ask or think with our needs when we needed them, and he still does that today. God's goodness has sustained my faith walk all these years. The second stone is from bondage to freedom. Upon returning to Moraine Valley, uh, Pat and, uh, let me start all over. Upon returning back here to Moraine Valley, when Pat came on as the associate pastor, our lives were thrust into experiencing spiritual warfare like we never had before. We had attended conferences and read books and uh, spoke with professors that um, taught spiritual warfare and how to handle it. But um, we had never experienced what we were experiencing here once we returned. Um, it had become, our home just became a, a war zone, spiritual war zone. Um, I don't want to go into all the detail, but um, a lot of spirits, evil spirits, filled up our home and started to attack our daughter and then later on Pat. And um, God was faithful, faithful in providing Pastor Bill Mills, who believed in spiritual warfare and believed that it's real. And Bill had gotten a bunch of the leaders together that also believed in spiritual warfare. They came to our home, and they prayed through every room, every nook and cranny. They prayed over us, and they continued to pray with us. It was a two-year battle. Along with our own personal spiritual warfare in our home, as things started to die down, Moraine Valley Church began to experience warfare as well among the leadership, which ended in a church split. The leaders that I loved and looked up to and admired their walk with God, some of which were my relatives, were being divisive and making false accusations toward our senior pastor, William Johnson.
during that same time of turmoil, one of our daughters was sexually abused while we were at a meeting. This final act of warfare was very personal now for this mom who was loving and she was always protective of her kids. It was the catalyst that caused me to spiral downward into a battle dealing with the stronghold of anger. And no matter how much I confessed this gut-wrenching anger, there was no deliverance for this mother and pastor's wife. My world was crushed on many levels, and I became a raging bull, out of control and without hope. These had become the dark nights of the soul for me. But God, but God, in his mercy and grace, prompted a couple that we were very good friends with at church to come alongside us and confront this sinful bondage that I was battling with in my life. God began to help me realize the root of my anger. It wasn't out there. It wasn't with all of that. But ultimately, my anger was at the God that I had loved and served for many years, allowing this to happen. It wasn't until I confessed my anger was at God himself that I was finally delivered from this bondage. God graciously forgave me, and he delivered me from the stronghold of Satan. This powerful deliverance, and it was powerful, was another evidence of God's loving kindness and goodness to me as he used those friends in this body to walk with me during this time. John 8, 36 says, He who the Son sets free will be free indeed. And I praise my all-powerful God for indeed setting me free. God in his goodness and faithfulness, the one who called us into ministry, also provided and equipped us to walk through these difficult times. And he allowed us to experience the surpassing greatness of his power in us and not ourselves. We were becoming more like Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 11 says this, For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not of ourselves. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, 
but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in us, in our body. For we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. God's goodness brought me from bondage to freedom through the surpassing greatness of the power of God. Stone three is surrender. Within a few years of Pat, after Pat became senior pastor, I began to realize that our great and mighty God was inviting me to become even more like Jesus through a chronic health challenge. I went from active, high-energy Kim to battling a muscle disorder that created a lot of pain and a lot of fatigue. I had to learn how to arrange my life and function differently as I raised my three daughters and tried to be involved in everything that I could be with them. And also as I um, kept up with the commitments and responsibility I had as Pat's wife. God had to bring me to a place of surrendering who the original Kim was and embracing a new Kim. I knew I needed to surrender and adjust to God's will for my life or I was going to self-destruct. I remember praying, Lord, help me to learn how to live joyfully and engage fully in this life even with this thorn in my flesh. And he answered my cry through 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. My grace is sufficient for you, Kim, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecution, with difficulties, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. These verses became a mainstay in my life as I once again faced another health challenge and at the same time, began a 13-year duration of caregiving for three of our elderly family members, for Pat's mother, his aunt, and then my mom. God's inner working power became my strength to do this as I continued to surrender my will and my weaknesses to him. And I have no regrets caring for those elderly women in my life. They were so precious, and it was such a joy to love and serve them. Isn't this what God wants from each one of us, his children, for us to become more like Jesus through our trials, through our challenges, and by surrendering all that we are so that his power is perfected in our weakness? We decrease 
and he begins to increase. God's goodness to me led me to that surrender. Stone four is fruitfulness. My story is full of God's endless blessings throughout our ministry as he provided many wonderful and rich relationships with people from all walks of life. Relationships where iron sharpened iron as one man sharpens another. We have friendships and contacts with people all over this world, and we have mutually impacted each other as we've all served the Lord. God has provided countless opportunities for us to travel to different parts of the world, to minister through his word and bring glory to him by using our spiritual gifts. We have seen numerous people saved and continue to steadily grow in their relationship with the Lord, some becoming strong leaders here at Moraine Valley and some going on to various other ministries elsewhere. We have seen people miraculously healed through our fervent prayer as a body of believers. And we've seen many multiple marriages and multiple relationships restored. God has given me countless opportunities to weep with those that weep and to rejoice with those that rejoice. And he's given me opportunities to pray with people regularly, pray with people for their needs and encourage to people to become all that God has created them to do. That has been a privilege for me. God has blessed us with three awesome daughters who have beautiful hearts and souls, and he is using his light to shine through them with their compassion and their generosity in their neighborhoods, in their schools, and in their workplace. God has blessed us with fine son-in-loves, I guess I'm gonna call them, <laughs> that are at different places in their spiritual growth and they meet regularly with Pat on a monthly basis to seek to grow in Christ. He has blessed us with eight grandchildren, five of whom have already placed their faith and trust in Christ. As I move forward to this retirement, God has given me a heart of contentment as I seek to let his light shine through me by living out the mission statement that he's given me personally. He gives each one of us a different mission with the gifts that he's given us. My mission is live simply, love generously, and care deeply to the glory of God. God's goodness has allowed me to experience the fruitfulness of all of our labor. These stones represent God's past goodness and loving kindness to me through our triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and through his word, through his people, and especially the people here at Moraine Valley Church. In this transition, God once again has expressed his goodness and faithfulness to us 
through the leadership teams overseeing this transition. I am, we are so blessed. And we have personally experienced a renewed, fresh faith in God as we continue to serve here until we retire. It brings me back full circle to our seminary days that I mentioned in the beginning. When we learned how to walk the Abrahamic walk of faith, trusting God when you have no idea what's in front of you. And like Abraham, going out, not knowing where he's going. But because of God's past goodness to us, it has given me hope. It's given me confidence that he is going to sustain us. He is going to preserve us and keep us in the future as his plans unfold for us. God's invitation to you, Moraine Valley Church, in these challenging times of transition, is to embrace this opportunity that God's given us and to remember, to remember God's faithfulness and loving kindness to this church and their rich faith heritage from the past as you continue to stand firm in God's word, stand firm in his truth, and walk in the same faith that saved you. Walk a godly life. It is a powerful God stories from his word. And from our own personal lives, we all have these God stories that we have the privilege to share with our future generations. And I want to encourage each of you, if, if you've never taken the time to really sit down and prayerfully before the Lord and beginning, begin writing down the things, God's faithfulness, the way, his goodness to you, his loving kindness to you, just start jotting these things down. I'll tell you, you will be filled up. You will be filled up. And it, in the remembering of these things, it's going to sustain you. It's going to give you hope. It's going to help you endure. It's going to help you persevere through, through many life situations. Pat and I decided last night, we had come home from a funeral service, once again, weeping with those that weep. We had come home from a funeral service, and after we rested a while, Pat said, let's sit down and let's pray to the Lord and thank him. Thank him for all of the things as they come to mind. And it was such, such a rich time that Pat and I were able to have with each other. I have a blessing for this congregation, and I'm going to ask you all to stand if you would, if, and if you could, <laughs> if you can't. guys are so beautiful. <laughs> May the Lord bless you, Moraine Valley Church, and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. 
And may you continue to remember and speak of his goodness and his faithfulness and his loving kindness to your sons and your daughters and generations to come. I love you, Marie.